Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It has been an insane last 48 hours in the NFL. Unexplainable things, but also explainable things, especially here in South Florida. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, 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 the Monday after the NFL regular season rarely disappoints, but we are at elite level, like peak level, stunning moments here. But, but, but I'm going to tell you, don't be as shocked. Don't be as shocked as maybe you initially were that the Dolphins did what they did. Hold, please. I'll explain. Ken Levick alive on Monday here on ESPN 106.3. That means Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29 is rolling with us until 2 o'clock, two hours here on ESPN 106.3. We're coming to you with the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the warm and sticky intracoastal. Uh, so the last 48 hours, Theo, were insane. I mean, legitimately insane you have Saturday you have the Broncos playing conservative football with Vic Fangio's head coaching career on the line against the Chiefs so all of those people when the Chiefs played the Chargers who were telling me oh Ken Brandon Staley he 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 blew it going forward on fourth down their case in point is why you go forward on fourth down against the Chiefs because they find a way because they have Patrick Mahomes because they have all of those weapons then You go to yesterday, and Brandon Staley, a big part of the discourse. In fact, he was going to be the main component of the discourse about the wildest moments of the NFL in the last 48 hours with his timeouts and his decisions Mm. to go for it on fourth down deep. And I mean deep. And I mean deep in his own territory. But then there's the Dolphins. And the Dolphins this morning just around 9 o'clock Eastern time, to decide to pull the trigger, Stephen Ross in particular, and fire Brian Flores after three years. Brian Flores, not necessarily a favorite in the clubhouse to meet his coaching demise today. I, I, I'm honestly shocked. I'm honestly shocked. I was at Hard Rock Stadium last night. I did not think I was watching Brian Flores coach his last game for the Dolphins. I it, did not see it coming. And then... He's like I thought, Joe Judge. You know, like I thought we might hear this Be news the about number him. Number one, yeah. But, Joe but, Judge and all the phone calls he's getting from free agents that want to come play for the <laughs> Giants, the four win Giants. Yeah, it, it was one of the most ridiculous decisions. I mean, winning eight of your last nine. It's almost like the NBA coaches that get fired after winning Coach of the Year. It's like, what are we doing here? Uh, so Brian Flores gets fired. This is wild to a lot of people. This is crazy to a lot of people, Theo included. There were a lot of wild things that happened in the NFL over the last 48 hours. But Brian Flores being fired, I don't think necessarily is one of them. Mm. Here's why. Brian Flores, yes, 5-11, and 11, but then 10-6, and 9-8. He was brought into a team that was bad, flat-out bad, in a rebuild. We were told they were in a rebuild. They fought, they clawed, they scratched. It was impressive. He was the perfect disciplinarian coach 
to bring some structure to this Dolphins team and to guide the youth. But then you hear things like this today from Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross, who had a press conference via Zoom just about an hour ago, Stephen Ross explained a modicum of why he made the decision to get rid of Brian Flores. Can really function. It's collaborative, and it has and it works well together. And I don't think that we were really working well as an organization that it would take to really win consistently at the NFL level. We weren't working together well as an organization is the key point there. What does that suggest to you, Theo, when you hear the owner talk about after the day after he fires or the day that he fires the coach, when he says that he didn't think the organization was in a collaborative enough spot to win in the NFL, what does that suggest to you? I 100% think this has everything to do with Stephen Ross and Chris Greer wanting to go get Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores being okay with Tua. Like, okay. I think it's something where it, it's a it's a major decision that he wasn't on board with with them. That's why that's the only excuse you can give me for Chris Greer still having his job and Brian Flores not. Is that Chris Greer said, "Sure, Stephen Ross, I'll I'll oblige." Like, and Brian Flores stood hard on something that maybe he shouldn't have. I think that you're on the right track. It's pretty clear on its face, just from a simple standpoint, what you're proposing is a little bit of minutiae, but it's part of the larger point. Yeah. The GM and the head coach weren't working together well. Not on the same page. And the GM, despite all his shortcomings, and boy, are there a lot of Woo. them. All you have to look at is two drafts ago where he just brutally murdered it in the worst way possible. Mm. I mean, left nothing there to work with. But the GM, who's been there for 20 years, who is Stephen Ross's guy, and the head coach... Didn't get along. And the owner said, this isn't sustainable, as he should. He's correct that that's not sustainable. And he made a move. (laughs) And today, Brian Flores is out. Let me tell you what the postmortem is going to be on Brian Flores. And I want to be abundantly clear. What happened to Brian Flores today is unfair. He did not deserve to get fired. He won seven in a row at one point this season. But let's count how many offensive coordinators... This guy had in three years. He had more OCs than seasons Mm. as the head coach of the Dolphins. So you want to talk about something not being sustainable when the GM and the head coach can't get along? When you have four offensive coordinators in three seasons, including bringing ancient dinosaur Chan Gailey out of retirement with a rookie quarterback that you want to groom, that's not a recipe for success. That's not sustainable. You want to know what that is? That's... That's bad management. Whose whose call is that though? Was That's that Brian, Brian Flores' final call? I want two offensive coordinators. Absolutely, absolutely. He had both those guys on staff already. He decided he was going to make them co-offensive coordinators. But not just that. There was a separate member of the staff calling plays. Yeah. So in reality, you had three offensive coordinators. Friday Night Lights, Stone Labanowitz running this thing. He was a a a, a big time Division One uh, uh, quarterback. Two offensive coordinators, he'll tell you, that's bad. That's not easy to communicate. Yeah. And then you're doing it at the NFL level with a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback? Uh-uh. Bad idea. The staff turnovers year after year after year after year. That is such a huge red flag for a head coach. 
when he can't maintain a staff, and it's not because they're getting plucked, it's because they're just getting, they've gotten rid of, or they're fleeing, that's a huge red flag. Brian Flores appears tough to work for. Brian Flores appears to be tough to play for. Brian Flores also, and you can think what you want about Tua. I happen to be the president of the Pro Tua March in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. Yeah, we know what you think. Uh-huh. But even if you are anti-Tua, you have to admit that bringing in a rookie quarterback in a COVID year where there was no training camp to take over the starting job two weeks after your incumbent starting quarterback led your team to a blowout win on the road over San Francisco, and then you almost immediately start benching said rookie quarterback in the fourth quarter of games in favor of the previous starting quarterback, that's not good for quarterback development. Mm. And that's exactly what Brian Flores did with Tua Tungavailoa and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So Brian Flores is a victim of unfair circumstance today, Theo. But to say that there wasn't some evidence that this might happen or this shouldn't happen, that's just being in complete denial about what Brian Flores is or was now. Well, it seems like at that point then we're looking for the reasons why he got fired, whereas a lot of times we look for the reasons why people should or organizations should keep coaches. Mm -hmm. And going four and two versus Bill Belichick, that's a reason to keep a coach. Taking a roster that we all agree is not a playoff-level roster and making that a team that was knocking on the door. Why are they not a playoff-level roster, though? What what makes them a play? Like, on offense, they had a lack of weapons all year, unless you count Mike Gusecki and Jalen Waddell. Okay. You have a a quarterback who's had, like, 14 starts under his belt, I guess, total, right, at this Mm -hmm. point, somewhere around there. And then you have a running game that's not existent. You have an offensive line that's bottom five in the league. And the defense was... You know the defense got it was to so-so. A, a, it got to it elite got level. Now it the, got better against bad teams, though. It was bad. Maybe the first so. Half. Like that run that look when you look at the quarterbacks they beat. But that's on Brian Flores, then, because there's true. more than enough talent on the defensive that's side true. of the ball. I'll give you the offensive side of the ball, especially when and this goes to Chris Greer. He's still employed today. Yeah, that now that's that's and why I'm confused. I think it's an incomplete job done today by Stephen Ross mm. because Chris Greer kept his job. Chris Greer's fault from an offensive standpoint, is the personnel. It's tough. Brian Flores' fault, though, is the fact that you feel a little sketchy about your personnel and you've got too many damn cooks in the kitchen. Mm. You've got too many guys and not a good enough staff. When you have the Dolphins' offensive line coach last week completely unable to identify where any improvement has been with the offensive line this year, that's a problem. That's on Brian Flores' staff. Will Fuller? Not playing more than six seconds this year with a finger injury that apparently is the most severe finger injury in the history of any finger injury that's ever happened short of it being chopped off. That's a problem. That's a GM's issue. But the defensive side of the ball, there's more than enough talent there. More than enough talent there. And it got elite level, like you said, against bad teams. Who's on your schedules? Who's on your schedule? But this is also the same Dolphins team that started 1-8 and eight this year. Yeah, that should have beat the Jaguars in London. That should have beat the Lost Falcons. to Urban Meyer. Yeah, like... But, you know, look at what they did in the last year of the uh, last game of the season, the Jaguars. Yeah. They're yeah. a feisty bunch. They finally figured it out. <laughs> yeah. The fighting Daryl Bevels finally figured it out. But Brian Flores being fired is not the wildest thing that happened this weekend. What is the wildest thing that happened this NFL weekend? For me, it's not Brian Flores being fired. Of all the things that happened, and I happen to think that the Colts laying an egg in Jacksonville wow. is the wildest thing that happened this weekend, but it's not. Brian Flores. 
So you, you're watching yesterday. You're watching Saturday. What stands out to you where you're like, how did this happen? What is going on right now? The wildest thing to me had to be the near-miss greatest tie of all time we almost had um, last night. You know, like, for me, it honestly, you know, before the game, even before, like, we were talking on the home team, and we were talking about, like, yeah, it doesn't even matter this whole tie talk that people are talking about because the Jaguars are going to lose, mm-hmm. right? So at first we don't even think that, that that possibility of Raiders versus Chargers being a thing that could tie out could ever happen because the Colts would take care of business. And then Carson Wentz shows up. So that's like the lead up to the wildest thing that happens. And for them to actually make it to overtime and actually like – people were tweeting like, oh, my gosh, yeah. they're going to let this thing In tie. In four seconds of a tie. That like, would have knocked the great Big Ben out oh of the postseason. Would have ended that story, <laughs> that, that that fairy tale. Would have put both of those teams in the playoffs. You know what the lead is today? Yeah. Even despite Flores being fired, it would be, was the fix in? Did the Raiders <laughs> yes. and the Chargers collaborate to both go to the postseason? I think so. Also – Another contingent, like, I think it all has to be on this same timeline, right? The butterfly effect. The Colts <laughs> losing, right? Mike Tomlin dancing on TikTok after the Steelers win. Oh, my God. The same Mike Tomlin. We just talked about He doesn't even like music doesn't at like practice. doesn't like music at practice. He's dancing before he's even actually qualified for the playoffs. He's yeah. dancing. Think about that. What would have happened? He's turned into Juju. He turned into Juju. Now, what would have happened if there was a tie and we have this clip of Mike Tomlin oh, dancing after a Week 18 game? The best. That, like... That whole timeline of events that got the Steelers in the playoffs collectively is the wildest thing. But you can pick your point. You can pick your point on the timeline (laughs) because if you said Mike Tomlin dancing, I would have never, ever assumed that happened unless they won a Super Bowl. Uh Uh He danced after a Week 18 game. Hey, uh, Antonio Brown's wildest moment of the weekend should be Tom Brady (laughs) defying Bruce Arians going back in the game so he could complete a pass to Rob Gronkowski for a $500,000 bonus. Yeah, That, if I may be... It could have been you, bro. It could have been him. It could have been you. And I also need to get to AB because that dude made me look bad this week. And I spent all last week defending <laughs> that guy, and he made me look bad. This you were weekend. ready to defend I him. I am man. salty. I am real salty. Yeah. AB is dead to me. <laughs> the wildest moment of the NFL weekend, the last 48 hours, for me, is the Colts just completely falling apart in Jacksonville with thousands of clowns in attendance. The Colts face plan and missed the playoffs, losing to the Jaguars. For Theo, the wildest moment is pick a point on the timeline that somehow (laughs) got the Steelers into the playoffs, all of it culminating in the near tie that wasn't last night Uh in Vegas. And there are multiple points to pick out of just overtime in that game. But I will tell you, one of the wildest things from the NFL weekend is not Brian Flores being fired by the Dolphins. The signs were there. Whether you think it's right or not is a completely different discussion about whether or not it was coming for the last couple of weeks. The red flags were there. The signs were there. And Brian Flores is a guy who appears to be increasingly difficult to work with and get along with. And that's why he's out of a job today. In the NFL, you need to put your quarterbacks in the best position to succeed. Not at any point in three years did Brian Flores, defensive mind or not, put a quarterback in a position to succeed, including mind-bleeping a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, a franchise quarterback like he did last season, and a guy who truly hasn't recovered from that. What was the wildest NFL moment of the last 48 hours? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. 
888-760-3776. And again, tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What was the wildest moment of the NFL in the last 48 hours? There is a ton, Theo, and I yeah. mean a ton to choose from. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. To me, it's just wild how the FAU MBA Sport Management Program every year continues to put students in the sports industry. There are very few postgraduate degree programs that can compo- uh, bra- brag about the success rate that the FAU MBA Sport Management Program has had. Dr. Jim Reardon, he has built a machine, an elite-level Kansas City Chiefs-esque machine with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Sign up now for summer semester remote courses. This is your path to the sports industry. This is where you have professors who are in the sports industry teaching your first-hand knowledge. This is where the best sports internships are. This This is where you make the connections and the relationships right there in Boca with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, the title partner of Ken Levick Alive. The wildest moment of the last 48 hours in the NFL. Countless things to choose from. And Steelers fans, boy, are you lucky. Mm. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, are you lucky. Big Ben survives. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. All right, you can file it away officially as one of the wildest moments of the last 48 hours, and that's where we're beginning today here on Ken Levick Alive. What was the wildest moment of the last 48 hours in the NFL to you? But this is for Mike Garofalo from NFL Network. Giants coach Joe Judge will meet with his players in a few minutes, and the expectation is he will lead the meeting with an eye on the future, sources, Tell me and Ian Rappaport. The same tone was struck in a meeting with coaches a short while ago. That's right. 4-13. and 13, Free agents that he can't name. Calling him, begging him to come back to the four-win Giants. Special teams disciplinarian with a bad special teams and no discipline. Mm. That same Joe Judge, 10-23, and 23, will remain the head coach. Of the New York Giants. <laughs> uh, Giants fans, you're a mess. What is that, Amazing. though? So I would assume Amazing. I would assume the Giants organizationally would be, because for my lifetime at least, the Giants have been a really good organization. Generally contending, not always the best teams, but they've been a generally Occasionally, good organization. Yeah, yeah, sure. And they do have the two titles since 2007. Yeah, they're the only people I've seen. Well, I guess the Eagles did it, but beat Brady, you know, uh-huh. yeah. twice on the big yeah. stage. Um well, why? How is it that they came to the decision that Joe Judge is going to like? What does Joe Judge have on them? I don't. I don't get it. And there are some teams that like to deny reality. Mm. I think that the Dolphins did that for a long time with Ryan Tannehill, and it sucks now because Ryan Tannehill is gone and become extremely um, beneficial. Mm-hmm for the Tennessee Titans, but 
there's a reason he got seven years to prove himself because there was some delusion. There was not a delusion, but an inability to be able to accept reality. I, you know, when like say you're you you've got a girlfriend, okay, and we've all been there. Got a girlfriend or significant other. I mean, women can can absolutely attest to this with boyfriends or a significant other. Um, you're with someone, and it's comfortable. Like, you know each other's mannerisms, mm-hmm. and you know you're going to go home to them, and you've got these things in common, you have these things not in common, but you know that it, it's like that feeling's not there. Like, you know that it's not this intense love. You're sort of in a relationship because you're comfortable, and you're unwilling to accept the fact that, or at least execute what you know you need to do, which is end it. Yeah. Move on. Go find someone that actually makes you feel special, gives you those butterflies every day. Three years into a relationship, hell, six months into a relationship, you're not just like, eh, okay, and fall into the routine. But you stay with it because you don't want to accept the reality. You want to push it to the back of your mind and say, oh, things will get better. I'll regain that feeling, and you never do. I know you've been in that situation. Yeah. I've been in that situation. And that's what NFL teams do with these coaches and with these quarterbacks. The Dolphins did it with Tannehill. The Giants are doing it with Joe Judge. They can't face the reality. I don't get it, though, because what is it about these coaches or quarterbacks? Like, what quality are they selecting? I'm glad that my Carolina Panthers are not doing this with Matt Rule. That's that's a, I can at least be happy about that as a fan. We're not going to fall into that, that, that funk with Matt Rule. We're getting rid of him. Yeah. Why? What is it about Joe Judge? Like, is he a great guy to be around? I don't know. I if, mean, free agents love him, Theo. <laughs> the, the free agents love him. Just ask him. Maybe, they love him. Maybe he's talked himself into prolonging his stay there with the organization by lying to them about how they feel about him. Like, I don't. I, listen. What I is mean, it? Joe Judge has spent the entire season cheerleading the New York tri-state area. Yeah. Giants fans, I get it. Giants fans, I understand. Hell, I boo myself. I get it. They have yeah. every right to boo. Like, you know what he's done is he has he has presented himself as like this common man. Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, he's one of them. So he gets it. He gets it. I understand your frustrations. The problem is, he's the source of the frustrations. Yeah. <laughs> you can't betray yourself as one of them when you're the reason that they're mad. Yeah. And he's going to survive for it, though, because he has given the perception, I think, to those who make the decisions in the Giants' front office that there is support for him from the fan base because he can speak to them at their level. That's not a reason to keep a head coach. The Giants have not made one appreciable improvement in any area of the game since Joe Judge took over, except for... Being more of a laughing stock. Yeah. Like they're bad. They're flat out bad. They make the case when they're at their worst of being the worst team in the league. It's that bad for the Giants. They don't do anything well. I mean, think about it. Back to back weeks, they ended the year getting blown out. Yeah. Getting embarrassed. And at least when you look at the other teams that have been bad, like the the bottom dwellers, the, the bottom feeders, the Jaguars, Lions, like they put up a fight. Week in and week out. Yeah. And they won their last week. The Giants laid down and died in Chicago. They laid down and died against Washington yesterday. Yeah. Like Joe Judge, I cannot believe it. That to me, that's way more wild. It's Different weird. stratosphere wild than Brian Flores being fired by the Dolphins because Stephen Ross actually, for the first time in his time as owner, looked at something and said, you know what? This doesn't feel right. And he 
decided he wasn't just going to stick with it because he's sick of it. Because he knows now that feeling of this feels inevitable. Yeah. Brian Flores is a good coach, okay? He's a good coach for the right roster. He started to become not the right fit for the Dolphins because it was clear managing a quarterback who was taken to be a franchise guy, he was in way over his head with that. I like how you revised that, taken to be a franchise mm-hmm. guy. Hey, I can no longer make the argument he is the yeah. franchise, but he was definitely drafted to be oh, the yeah. franchise quarterback. And he definitely was handed a crappy situation when Brian Flores, as Marcel Louis Jacques, our friend, ESPN, Dolphins reporter, he said it so eloquently and so correctly several weeks ago. Brian Flores tried to handle Tua like every other position on the field, and you don't handle the quarterback the same as every other position on the field. Fourth quarter benchings, eh-eh. Ain't going to cut it. No one learns anything from, from that. You don't get to the ultimate destination by doing things like that. Yeah. And that's exactly what Flores did. Just cut to his knees out from under him. And that's why Brian Flores, part of the reason Brian Flores is unemployed today. He definitely did not. Like, he wasn't perfect. But his best year was better than Joe Judge's. Be- or his worst year in that 5 and what 5 and 10 five and year, 11. 5 and 11 year was likely better than mm-hmm. Joe Judge's. Last year, years. Brian Flores won as many games as Joe Judge has as the head coach of the Giants. And this is year and two Joe Judge of Joe is still Judge. employed. Oh, yeah. Joe Judge so is still gonna, employed. We're going to get a third year. Just like I have to suffer through another football game where Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback, I have to suffer through another year where I guess it's not suffering for me because I'm not a Giants fan, but I have to watch them go out. And at least I get to bet against them, right? You can bet against them. Absolutely. <laughs> I just – and Giants fans, am I missing something? Like, I don't think I am, and I think a lot of them agree with us. Yeah. How is Joe Judge still employed? And it looks like he is definitely going to be the coach next season. But where have the Giants gotten better? Because there's no clarity on the quarterback position. The defense is porous. The offense is bad. The team commits a lot of penalties. And they're really poor on special teams. At the very least, Joe Judge, you would think, would at least have them playing competent special teams. And they don't do that. What was the wildest moment in the NFL of the last 48 hours? I mean, it has been busy. The wildest moment in the NFL over the last 48 hours. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. And again, I'll tell you what's not. Brian Flores being let go as the head coach of the Dolphins. Sub-500, miscommunications with his GM, and four offensive coordinators in three years as the head coach of the Dolphins, including zero playoff appearances and wildly mismanaging the perceived franchise quarterback. I'm sorry, I'm not shocked. It's the wildest moment of the NFL the last 48 hours. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's get the phone call started in Boca with our buddy Lonzo. What's going on, Lonzo? Hey, good morning, guys. Um, My best takeaway from the whole weekend was seeing Ford Field Stadium just filled like it is every week they're home, losing team, the most fans that have suffered the most, that are just, it it just makes me happy to know that they bought in to Dan Campbell and what he's doing, what he's bringing, and... The seven games those Lions lost this year by four points or less, seven games, they'd have won those games, they'd have been 10-5-1 and one yeah. and in the playoffs. So close this year. I think the NFL better watch out next year because there's going to be a lot of good free agents are going to want to go play for that man 
unlike what they got in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, I mean, that was a stink show from the get-go. Lonzo, let me ask you this. Uh, just uh, w- with the Lions, why has there been so much buying with Dan Campbell? Like, for me, you know, you listen to enough of this show. I'm a sucker for trick plays and outside the box, and he did all of that yesterday. He unloaded the trick plays, and uh, it seems like the players like playing for him. But w- with Dan Campbell, why is there buy-in now for a fan base that shouldn't trust anything or anyone? Well, you know, the organization is just stunk for a long time, and it's been downhill since they fired um, Jim Caldwell. I, Caldwell was fantastic coach. Hope he gets in someplace else. He deserves it. Yeah. And we went through the Matt Patricia era, which just put us behind five years from where we were then. Yeah. But, you know, to hear other coaches and other organizations talk about the fight the Lions had all year, how, you know, the Ravens beat us on the play that shouldn't have happened. And so many other calls that went against them all year long that, you know, they just never quit. Sure, and you don't find sure. that in a lot of teams that are 3-13-1. and one. Yeah, absolutely. You just don't not. find that. Absolutely. Lonzo, appreciate the call. Dan Campbell, I mean, when he was hired, I flat out said, that's a clown. Oh, I, I remember when he took over as the Dolphins interim coach in day one, he's running Oklahoma drills. Yeah. Nobody runs Oklahoma drills. At the NFL level especially, yeah. like the NFLPA is going to kill this guy. But he's learned some lessons, and yeah, the Lions are bad. They're really bad. They had bad stretches. But don't they sort of seem like something that's kind of on the rise yeah, no, like, a little bit? There's promise out of Detroit. And I, I didn't think I'd be saying that, especially after that first press conference. But I think Dan Campbell is going to be able to build something at least he could be that maybe that intermediate guy that gets them on the yeah, right path again. Yeah, he's the bright – I mean – He's kind of Brian Flores. He's the Brian Flores. The, uh, and again, Brian Flores, I absolutely believe that it's unfair that he is out of a job today when Joe Judge maintains his role mm. as Giants head coach. But if you're a Dolphins fan, or and I think it's the outsiders of this Dolphins organization, the non-fans, those just observing who are more clutching pearls about what happened to Brian Flores because it seemed like Things were on the uptick. Yeah, uh, No-nonsense coach, a coach that gets the most out of his players, but if you don't communicate with your general manager, if there's a disconnect there, the owner of the team absolutely has to act. You can't pull what the Giants are doing, where it's, oh, well, maybe we'll fall back in love with them. Maybe we'll have this moment where we can go to dinner and hold hands and we love one another once again and everything's going to be fine and they'll get me a pearl necklace and everything's going to be great. No, 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 no. Stephen Ross saw this and said, you know what? I don't think we can rekindle this anymore. Mm. This is not going to be reigniting a flame. And he got rid of them. And he got rid of them. They, the, the Dolphins were not good enough on offense at any point, and they were showing no improvement either, Theo. That's the thing. Brian Flores, great defensive coach. He'll be a head coach somewhere else, but... He clearly does not know how to handle an offense. He's all defensive mind, and his staff decisions were poor to downright incompetent. So to you then, is he one of those guys? Like we say this all the time. There's only a certain amount of guys cut from a cloth that can let you be an NFL head coach. Uh-huh. Is he a guy that might be best suited for a D.C. role? I don't know if I would say that already. He had two winning seasons for the Dolphins. He was knocking on the door of the playoffs both years back-to-back. Like yeah. It's hard for me to buy into that already, but – is that how you're feeling right now? Because that's yeah, what you're saying, but he can not be saying. A, he can be a head coach, but there need to be lessons learned from this. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Say David Cauley gets fired by Houston. Brian Flores would absolutely be a top candidate for that job, and guess who his quarterback would be 
conceivably, Deshaun Watson. It wouldn't be. It there's, could be. There's no way that Houston bring he, – he can't. Really? With Brian Flores there? Don't you think – No. They think they might be able to organizationally salvage him, change no, him. Deshaun Watson, nobody. I don't think. I don't know if anybody. Hopefully, he changes himself. But organizationally, Houston has done away with Deshaun. Watson. If you if you believe NFL reporters like Ian Rampaport, Brian uh, Flores was a big draw for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean you never know. You're right. It's You're the right NFL. On. Come on. I, but Brian Flores, while it's unfair, Brian Flores has himself to blame for being unemployed today. Or at least he does. He, but every coach has missteps here and there that you can point out after sure. they're fired. It's easy to say that. He was 4-2 against Bill Belichick in the division. Mm-hmm. In years where he didn't have a – like the Patriots had better rosters than them, I would say maybe even all three years. Maybe not last year, the COVID year where all the defensive sure. players – Sure. Did, did the Dolphins overperform at times with Brian Flores? Yeah. Absolutely. But, but you can't just say they overperformed with Brian Flores. Could that have been part of his doing? Yeah, yeah, if, no, it, it probably was. If but you he know wins what? Also, one more game this year, they're in the playoffs. What also was his was his doing, in part, was, was one vast, and eight. The vast stuff. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one <laughs> and eight. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't be a head coach and cherry pick where you had success, and hoist that on your resume and say, "Well, that's me." No, yeah. no, no, no. Because the offense, I mean, the offense did not get better at any point. The two decisions, benchings in the fourth quarter. That's unforgivable. Terrible, terrible. I mean, that that I knew was eventually going to be his, his undoing. And then two offensive coordinators with a third guy who's a play caller. You basically had five offensive coordinators in three years. That's a problem. And hopefully it's lessons learned for Brian Flores because I think he has the ability to be a head coach, a successful one elsewhere. Stephen Ross said it earlier today during his press conference. I'm sure we'll see him down the road in a head coaching capacity. But couldn't happen anymore with the Dolphins. Now, all of this said, the job is incomplete because Chris Greer is still the general manager. What was the wildest moment in the NFL the last 48 hours? There is a ton to choose from, and I'm right. Adding Joe Judge, getting another year, that's up there, right? That has to be, like, that has to be the wildest. When we look back on it. (laughs) The wildest. Like, it wasn't as dramatic. You know, it was just like a tweet, a notification. It wasn't as dramatic, but that has to be the wildest. Joe Judge... Going ten and twenty three. These last eight press conferences he's had, he's been unhinged. I mean, you're just he's insane. Been unhinged, like, in, it's like bath salt level stuff here. Like Joe and it's, chill, dude. It's New York City. Like that's the oh, one know. of the most unforgiving markets. And they're just like, you know what? That Joe Judge guy. Though I can't believe Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Like, ah, oh, that wild Joe. Joe. He's one of us. <laughs> Old Bronx Joe. What was the wildest moment last forty eight hours in the NFL? 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Leo. Hey, well, when I went to sleep last night at 12.45, my wildest moment was going to be uh, the Chargers going for it on, <laughs> on uh, fourth down on their own 15. Really? Yeah, what the hell, man? But since this morning, my wildest moment as a Dolphins fan, I'm absolutely dumbfounded, and I hear what you say, Kev, uh, Ken, but I'm absolutely dumbfounded that they would want to fire Flores after so much promise, after going through two, essentially two COVID years, Mm -hmm. and being one game away from the playoffs for each of those two years, where you're asking a rookie quarterback to take you to the playoffs, Justin Herbert hasn't made the playoffs either yet, and we were supposed to tank for Tua, and we had nobodies on the team, and we went 5-11, and so I just think that 
I just think that it was too short of a lease for too short of a lease for Flores. Now, too short of a lease. Here's the problem, though, with the and and Theo has brought it up too. And I promise I'm not like calling you out, Theo. I'm just echoing what like you were saying. Calling me out right now. <laughs> the 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 argument that oh, one game away from the playoffs for two straight years. How much longer do you give that before it becomes a trend? But, before when you don't get over that hump, you continue to not make the playoffs, and it becomes a pandemic of L's. They might be making the Jim Caldwell mistake, though, right? Well, Jim Caldwell made the playoffs twice in Detroit. I really, I, I do think that the short leash and handcuffing Flores possibly on offense with them picking three offensive coordinators and being able to say to Tua, the first, the first five weeks, the first six weeks of the offense that we, that we saw was so vanilla and it was so weird. And just those slow starts and then also – Think about the groceries that he has to work with. Brian Flores didn't get to pick his own groceries. And Chris Greer, we've seen, for some reason, can't pick offensive linemen in the draft. He doesn't know how to pick my offensive linemen okay, in the draft. I'm not arguing. Guys from Wisconsin, and nobody hit. You're, you're right. Chris Greer, Chris Greer is as much to blame as anybody. Yeah. But when you have miscommunication between the GM and the head coach, and the GM is a Dolphins lifer, and the coach is not, that becomes an unconducive relationship, and Leo, uh, appreciate the call, uh, it, it's it's not going to work. And one head is going to fall, and that happened to be the obvious he target, the guy, which is yeah. Brian Flores. But when you have a team where the, the Dolphins have been leapfrogged by the Bengals, the Dolphins have been leapfrogged by the Patriots, the Dolphins haven't made up more ground this season than they did last year in the AFC, the pressure's on. But let's take a couple steps back. Okay, they got leapfrogged by the Patriots, the Bills, the Bengals, right? Mm-hmm. Even the Ra- I mean, the Ravens were already ahead of them. But mm-hmm. like, what's the major difference between the those teams and the Dolphins? I would say I would point towards the quarterback position. Okay, I'm not saying yeah. that it's a knock against Tua. I'm just saying if Tua was one of those guys, then maybe we're I'm not just, having that conversation. None of those guys also too were benched in the fourth quarter of games in their rookie season. That's true. After being uh, rushed in. To that situation. Yeah. And that's on Brian Flores. I'm sorry. Uh, he's the one who bungled that. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You know, real quick here, Stone, let's Dan Orlovsky was on Get Up this morning. Dan Orlovsky was very strong and leaning a lot more towards Theo than me when it came to his thoughts on Brian Flores and the Dolphins. Here's what Dan Orlovsky had to say, and it was pretty damn strong. I think it's a mistake. Yes. Uh, here's what here's my struggle with it because the NFL is a results-driven league. We all know this. Oftentimes, coaches who are good men get fired, and we go, "He just didn't get it done." Yeah. He's got back-to-back winning seasons. Yeah. He's he's beaten New England twice this year, mm-hmm. ten and six and nine and eight the last two years. And for me, it feels eerily similar to what happened to Jim Caldwell in Detroit. Yeah. We're like, it was good, but the expectations were to be better. Mm-hmm. And you fire a coach that is a really good coach, and you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. Yeah. I mean, that's strong stuff. You're going to regret it. But And that's what I meant by the Jim Caldwell mistake. I get it. Jim Caldwell had more success with the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're talking about the Miami Dolphins – what were they before Brian Flores came in? Bad. And what will they be after he leaves? You better make the right hire. And not yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about two hires down the line, three hires down the line. You better have your guy in mind. And that's why some people made the, the argument, okay, if Harbaugh's their guy and they're bringing in from Michigan, I can see it. And I wouldn't be able to argue with that either because that's Stephen Ross's yeah. guy. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like they have their guy in mind, or at least they're not 
showing us those cards yet. If yeah. they don't and it's not the right hire, you're going to look very stupid. We have other Stephen Ross sound, and we are going to speculate the hell out of this yeah. Dolphins head coaching situation as well. But again, Brian Flores, he handled the quarterback position like every other position. That is a huge no-no. He benched his quarterback in a fourth quarter in a development rookie season in a COVID year. That's a big no-no. He had massive turnover on staff in his three years as head coach. That is a big, big, big red flag. He had four offensive coordinators in three seasons. Uh-uh. Unsustainable. And he wasn't getting along with the GM. What do all of those equal? Unemployment. I'm not overly surprised. Is it fair? No. Is it surprising? No. Brian Flores out as the Dolphins head coach. What was the wildest moment of the last 48 hours? And do you agree with Dan Orlovsky? Did the Dolphins make a mistake? Are they going to regret this? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We're on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. We'll get to your calls. We're loaded up when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. How did you guys suck me into a country music conversation? I Chris hate country Stapleton, music. Chris Stapleton is the best country music singer of all oh, time. My head's about to explode. Of all time. And I'm standing on that mountain. You're making me absolutely insane. Your mountain <laughs> sucks. Ken LeVick alive. Theo Dorsey on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3. WPTV News Channel 5. WFLX Fox 29. I promise you, Theo's sports presentation on TV is way better than his thoughts on music, especially wow. country music. Wow. I'm just, I, I promise you that. I need to make sure that people still tune in after hearing terrible country takes like Listen that. to Tennessee Whiskey and then give me your thoughts after that. Just Sit down and listen to it with your headphones on. Just soak it in. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Fine. I'll, I'll give it a go, and then I'll immediately dismiss you again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He's in charge of the controls here until 2 o'clock on ESPN 106.3. Brian Flores is out. That is definitely the surprise firing of this NFL Monday. Brian Flores is out. Then you juxtapose it against Joe Judge keeping his job. Yeah. And it's actually just kind of funny. It's weird. Dave Gettleman also just officially announced his retirement from the Giants. So they <laughs> Congrats, had like Giants flop. fans. Good. What, what a consolation. All <laughs> you right, lose good. Dave Gettleman. So. Uh, Brian Flores being fired by the Dolphins. I am not. I don't think it's that wild. I think the, the, the body of work has been fine. It's been fine. But Stephen Ross is looking and aspiring for something greater. And constant overturn on your coaching staff. And miscommunication, lack of a relationship with your GM, and mishandling of the quote-unquote franchise quarterback, all of those things add up to tough decisions that need to be made like this. And Stephen Ross did that today. I commend him. I think he is missing the boat, not firing Chris Greer as well. Mm. But I think this is a step that's not all that out of the ordinary. I think the Colts, uh, absolutely bottom-dropping out, collapsing into the depths of football hell against the Jaguars yesterday, is way more wild than Brian Flores being unemployed today. Like that's just me. It, it neither should have happened. That's what we can can we at least agree that neither should have happened? It, yeah, we can we can yeah. accept that yeah, it yeah. happened. Like we can find sure. the reasons but why Brian happened, Flores. No. You're all right, right. Like he did enough. He won eight out of nine to close the season. Yeah. He. I mean, they did what they they pulled a Colts last week when they played. Who was it? Was it the Colts they played? Or is it the Titans? I can't even remember now. Last week when they didn't the really play the They've Dolphins. also lost yeah. to the Colts earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So they they had their, again, 
they had their their missteps. They did things that you can put back on Brian Flores and say, yes, we can fire Brian Flores. But did he do enough to save his job? It's hard to say 8-9 and nine to close the season, beating Bill Belichick twice in one year, mm-hmm. four times in six tries, and now you're unemployed? Yeah, but that like, same Bill Belichick team that he beat twice is also going to the, the playoffs. playoffs. So I feel like that sort of cancels out a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. Moral yeah. victories against the Patriots are great. And it makes your <laughs> Dolphins heart uh, pitter-patter. It makes you feel good and warm and fuzzy inside. But you know what also sucks is not going to the playoffs again. And I don't care that they're a game from the playoffs again. It doesn't do anything for me. Give me it doesn't do anything roster. for me. They have the third best team in that division roster-wise. At, you know, They're better than the Jets. Mm-hmm. They have the third best team in that division, and they finished as such. Did he overperform? Maybe not. But did he underperform to where he should lose his job after three seasons? Like, now how many coaches are you going to bring in here and expect them to win now, that roster? This is now where Stephen Ross needs to stop with the first-time head coaches thing. It yeah. hasn't worked. Yeah, no, Joe all. Philbin? Uh-uh. Adam Gase? Uh-uh. Brian Flores to Stephen Ross? Uh-uh. So now it's time to go get a guy who's done it before. I keep hearing Brian Dable, and credit to JMP. JMP made a great point. Brian Dable, guy who was the OC for Tua in college at Alabama, has done a wonderful job in Buffalo. That would be a guy that you'd be interested in, but again, it's a first-time guy. I, I, I don't think that Stephen Ross is interested anymore in going with the first-time dude. So it's Jim Harbaugh. It's all in on Jim Harbaugh, yeah. though Stephen Ross... Definitely today made it seem like he's going to try and stay away from that because he has Michigan, uh, his Michigan love, his Michigan passion. He's a Michigan man. That statement sounded weird to me, though. So let's let's get to some calls, and okay. then let's focus in on that. Yeah. We'll do a little audio investigating <laughs> with our gumshoe, Theo Dorsey. Uh, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. The wildest moment of the last 48 hours in the NFL. And do you agree with Dan Orlovsky that the Dolphins will regret firing Brian Flores that it was a mistake where are we going to start here let's actually start with Ed Ed is on Ken Levick Alive what's going on Ed how are you good I am defending Joe Judge because he had a deal with Gettleman and if you look at Gettleman's picks Mm -hmm. they have been atrocious and if you put Glennon the backup quarterback on any team I want to see them succeed. Okay, so now that Gettleman's gone, though, he's retired. With Gettleman gone, what sort of leash are you giving Joe Judge now? Well, you leave it up to the GM, I would hope. Okay, appreciate the call. Uh, I guess that was really short and sweet. He's just said, yeah. Trust the GM. Okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, it doesn't change the fact Joe Judge, no matter what the roster is, with Joe Judge, the way he conducts himself, his reputation, that team should not be committing the penalties that it does. That That's not a talent thing. Yeah. That's a discipline thing. The special teams, special teams coordinators take pride in, hey, whoever we have on there, they're going to get the job done. They're bad. They're bad. And you still have your quote-unquote franchise quarterback in Daniel uh, Jones, no, and I know no. he's been hurt, but there's been no improvement whatsoever. No, None. no. We Zero. can't even quote-unquote the franchise quarterback thing with Daniel Jones anymore. No. Is, is he a serviceable quarterback? Maybe. Franchise quarterback, that ship is still. I, I'm pretty sure it has. Yeah. It is It is around Cape Horn, and it is in <laughs> a completely different hemisphere at this point. 
That's right. Geography on Ken Levick Alive. We give things Love more than any other sports talk radio Love show. It. I mean, Cape Horn, Cape of Good Hope. You want to talk capes? 888-760-3776. Chris is in West Palm. What's going on, Chris? Good afternoon, gentlemen. First time caller. Appreciate okay. you, man. Uh, to answer your question, craziest thing was us, the Giants, New York Giants, unfortunately, <laughs> going on a QB sneak on a second and third down. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. Yes. That was great. Yes. So uh, you have a quarterback sneak on a third and nine. Yeah. Uh, inside your 10-yard line. That about some mm-hmm. Joe Judge's year. That is, that is case in point. I think that, to be honest, Chris, is why there is so much shock about Joe Judge actually maintaining his job right now at 12.55 Eastern time. That third and nine QB sneak from inside your 10 is, I think, the most ire filled moment of the weekend. I, I don't know any angrier football fans than Giants fans after that happened yesterday. That was tough. I I turned off the TV and decided to cook dinner for the family after that. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least it drove you into being a good family man. So there's one positive from this whole thing. Chris, appreciate the call. My man, Menelik, is in Port St. Lucie. What's up, Menelik? Hey, man. I totally agree with you. Uh, I think one seed bench to a that was that was it for me. You, you, you ruined my best player, my my quarterback from Alabama, and that was that was so wrong. I think that what is going to have a lasting effect on two or two. I think once he did that, I think his confidence was shot. Yep. But I'm right. I'm with you, Ken. Yeah, I mean, Menelik, I don't know what Brian Flores thought was going to happen with Tua on the other side of that. Like, what what part of Brian Flores' brain says, ah, he's going to get better for me benching him in multiple fourth quarters and making him uh, look over his shoulder constantly? Like, wearing your coaching brain, is that a good idea? That's what I don't get either, because once he did that, I was like, oh, no, no, we can't have you back. I, I was, I wanted him to leave from, I guess, it wasn't, it, it came the right time, I guess, but, yeah. man, I think he ruined through a little bit, I, but thanks I, for the call. Yeah, appreciate it, Metalik, and you called me, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Did he say thanks for the call? Yeah, no, I appreciate you, Metalik, <laughs> you, you called us. Uh, Ken Levick alive, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 20. Let's go to Jupiter. That's where Brian is. Hey, Brian. Hey. Uh, in my opinion, I think Greer threw flow under the bus, but that's just me. Greer threw, you know, it was either, Greer threw who, who threw who under the bus? I'm Greer, sorry. Greer threw flow under the bus. Oh, it was probably yeah. either Greer or flow, and you know. Oh, Brian, this was a power struggle. It's easier to get rid of. Yeah, this was a power struggle. In, 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 in the all of the earmarks are there. All the evidence is there. And uh, you know who Stephen Ross's guy is. It's Chris Greer. He's been there two decades. He's been there for two decades. So this was easy. But this is case in point. And maybe maybe it's admirable for Brian Flores that he tried to fight against the establishment and tried to to stay stingy and stubborn and go it his way, but that was never going to win. Which also then makes it not a huge surprise that Brian Flores is unemployed. It's very difficult to win power struggles in the NFL. But yeah, I think there's something to that. I mean, Chris Greer absolutely feeding Brian Flores to the Wolves, for sure. It's all about, and I'm not saying that this is the right thing to do, but it's all about survival. Yeah, It's survival of the fittest, NFL edition, and I think that's exactly what happened with the Dolphins. But to say that Brian Flores is an innocent coaching victim in all of this, you could love the man or love him as the coach, but to say that he did not 
make some significant mistakes, not just small mistakes, but significant mistakes, is completely glossing over Brian Flores' tenure as the Dolphins head coach. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Wildest moment of the NFL over the last 48 hours. And are the Dolphins going to regret? Have they made a mistake in getting rid of Brian Flores? Listening lunches on the way with Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Oh, the NFL, it never disappoints. Big Ben is somehow in the playoffs. What? Big Ben and the Steelers are somehow in the playoffs. I love the fact, and I didn't realize this, and then I looked it up in the break when you brought it up, that Mike Tomlin was on TikTok dancing after they won, after they beat the Ravens yesterday, and then almost, they damn near missed the playoffs Man. if that was a tie last night in Vegas. And That, that would have been so sweet. That video of Mike Tomlin dancing would have been playing on all of the sports oh, yeah. talk shows oh, yeah. for the wrong reasons, though. Uh-huh. For the wrong reasons. Because it was a premature celebration. How is it possible... With Juju and Chase Claypool and the TikTok brigade that has driven Mike Tomlin (laughs) crazy over the years that he put himself in that spot without actually clinching a playoff berth. Because he dragged Big Ben's sorry tale to a playoff (laughs) berth in his last season. Like Mike Tomlin Uh, knew this team had no shot, no chance at making the postseason, and he did it. But somebody had to tap him on the shoulder like, hey, Mike. Bro. It's not not here yet. It's not over. You know how Coquel described Ben Roethlisberger? Coquel called him an empty refrigerator box. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's right. But also, also I think there's some groceries in there holding them back, like holding them down. Like just not useful groceries, like the groceries you have that have been there for like six, seven months. Right, like, uh, like, like eight cans of tuna. Yeah. Like things that are just sitting there, weighing you down, just lugging you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spam. One of the big, one of the big old things yeah. of spam. Yeah, absolutely. Those things are heavy as hell, by the way. From Sam's Club. He's from Sam's Club. Ken Levick alive with Theo Dorsey on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3, and we're on the free ESPN app as well as your smart speakers. Hey Alexa. Hey Siri. Hey Google Play. ESPN 106.3. Let me tell you about Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. I love zooming around South Florida in that thing. It is such a fun car, and it was such a great experience at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. I keep telling you guys, why do I mess with Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach? When I don't like buying cars, when I don't like the car buying experience, there's so much pressure. And I don't like being hassled. I think all of us can relate to being hassled when you go to buy a car. It was completely different at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. It was more, Mr. Levicka, uh, what are you looking for? It was them genuinely wanting to know what my preference in car was going to be. And I'm a guy, of course, I'm on a budget. We're not rolling in cash here. Okay. Wait, wait, whoa, Kevin Vick is not rolling in cash despite uh, popular perceptions, okay? <laughs> um, but it was, what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for something for the family. Uh, I want something maybe a little fun, if possible, when I don't have the girls in the car. And I want something that's fuel efficient because I drive an awful lot. So, all right, Ken, let's go check out that Kia K5 GT with the Pirelli tires. I'm like, man, this thing rules. Test drive. And the great thing about Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is they have a credit clinic on site. 
I'm a man who's had bad credit in his day. Now we I mean, do that. embarrassing credit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 not good. And I know there are a lot of you out there like me. It's not something to be judged about. It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's a process. The 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 whole thing is stacked against you when it comes to credit. And they understand that at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they are going to with their credit clinic on site, their bank reps there at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, find a financing plan that works for you, no matter how bad your credit is. That's what's great about them is they get it. It's the best way to describe Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. They get it. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Check out that selection. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Uh, That's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you're going to love your car buying experience at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. The wildest moment from the NFL over the last 48 hours, and there are plenty of them, plenty of them, not to mention the Dolphins getting rid of Brian Flores, which I don't think is wild at all if you really look at it. Also, have the Dolphins made an urgent mistake getting rid of Brian Flores? Dan Orlovsky says they're going to regret it. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on the socials, at ESPN West Palm on Twitter. Ted to West Palm, that's where Tom is. What's going on, Tom? Hey, urgent mistake. Mm. Okay. Explain. Urgent mistake. Okay, it's all about ego, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and and the only one that's not all I have an ego is Brian Flores. I mean, since when is it such a big deal to take a guy, a rookie quarterback, out of the game in the fourth quarter? What's it? Why does he need an excuse to do that? He's a coach. I understand that, but since forever, I'm, I'm really upset. Uh, well, Tom, who? Uh, so so you're upset, and Brian Flores is no longer the head coach. I mean, that's not going to change anything. Who do you think they should get now? Who do you think is, is, is the Dolphins' best option? Well, they're not going to get a college coach. No. Get somebody that's proven in the NFL even more than Flores, I presume. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the call. You know, I heard Matt Nagy is available. I don't know. He does have experience. You know who's available, too, is Adam Gase. Adam, Bring him back. Adam Gase Bring is him back. a guy who yeah. has nothing to do, just – like, legitimately, what is Adam Gase doing? Like, I don't think he, he, I truly don't think he has anything to Somewhere do. Somewhere surveying a room in a very quick <laughs> manner. Looking at all, all of the corners there. Listen, Tom, I get it. I get it. He's the head coach. He can do whatever he wants. That doesn't mean that he should do what he wants. You're right. You're right. Like, he's the head coach. He could do whatever he wants. He could, he could walk out into the field and drop kick to him. He can do whatever he wants. But does that mean he should do it? No. Uh, do you take a quarterback out of close games in the fourth quarter, who's a rookie, who you're trying to develop, who's your franchise quarterback? No! There's nothing in any sort of common-sense scenario that suggests that that was a good idea. Yeah. Period. Like there's, there's absolutely no way. So Brian Flores is out as the Dolphins' head coach. Brian Flores is going to get another head coaching job. That's going to happen. But the time had come here with the Dolphins. Again, is it... I'm not... I am not trying to condone what Stephen Ross did. I am not throwing my support behind what Stephen Ross did. I don't think it's fair. I think Brian Flores should have been back for another year. But do I get it? Like Theo, I, I get it. That's what I'm trying to say is I get why it happened, and I'm not all that surprised that it happened. Doesn't mean I'm supporting it, but I get it. There's a lot of coaching firings that we could support or at least find factoids to say I get why it happened. But I just think there were so many more reasons to keep him unless, and again, all of this looks different to me as a guy who is not a fan nor a person that roots against the Dolphins if they have their guy in their back pocket. Like, it's almost like when teams are like, we need to trade this guy. We need to trade. Trade him for what? Yeah. Trade him for what? Yeah, what are you going to do? It's easy to say it. Yeah. 
like even with Sixers fans, yeah, you want to trade Ben Simmons. Well, if you just trade him away and get nothing back, then what 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 was the purpose of it anyway? Right. You'd be better off just sitting at home and not helping another team. Yeah. Like firing a coach like Brian Flores, who obviously was able to keep you competitive, keep you in the playoff race. I just don't know if you bring a whole new guy in there with that same roster, same GM. What 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 results are we expecting to change? Because are, are we gonna you know like find a co GM firm or something like that since he's unfireable? <laughs> and I have nothing against Chris Greer, but outside no, I do, in, I do. Yeah, like <laughs> I have a lot of stuff against bad. Chris Greer. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I really have uh, have problems with Chris Greer. I am I am not pleased that he's still the general manager. I'm if you not could pick pleased one, about that. If you could pick one, you woke up this morning and you got that update from Adam Schefter or Cameron Wolf, or whoever, you know, Marcel yeah. Louis John. Who's gone? Who's gone? You get to pick one. Like they did like a Twitter poll. Which which box would you check? Chris Greer. Easily, right? Yeah, easily. Yeah. Snap of a finger. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that I don't I don't like that Brian Flores is gone, but I'm also trying to be a realist about it. I understand why Brian Flores is gone. He was not one who would shy away from calling out players uh, according to an NFL Network report, especially in the locker room, if you had a falling out with Brian Flores, it was wildly difficult to get back into his good graces. He's Will difficult. Fuller, maybe he's difficult. Yeah, Will Fuller. Yeah, like because again, Will Fuller, I don't understand a finger injury unless he had an unfortunate gardening accident where he chopped off his finger. I don't understand what kept him off the field with a finger. For so long, there's something else. That was that had to be obviously disciplinary, especially because yeah. to, to start the season off, it was all of this like weird stuff circling around. Right. And as a as a reporter myself, when you see that kind of stuff and you're getting those kind of ambiguous reports, it's like okay, something's up. There's tension. Yeah, like was there a, a like did he have a John Deere tractor accident which mangled and destroyed and smashed one of his fingers? I mean, I don't. You're right, Will Fuller. Yeah, absolutely is case in point what we're talking about here. I didn't like how the Minka Fitzpatrick situation was handled in Brian Flores' first year. At all. I, I, I don't like how Kenny Stills with the social justice fight was handled by Brian Flores as well. Uh, Brian Flores, I certainly didn't like how he handled Tua. Listen, he's not infallible. Yeah. These things happen. Unpopular decisions are made. By trade, Stephen Ross is the CEO of a billion-dollar corporation, real estate business. He owns this building that we're sitting in right now. He He's made difficult decisions. And if there's a lack of cohesion in business, it ain't going to work. Whether it's Stephen Ross's company, whether it's the Dolphins, whether it's ESPN West Palm. If Theo and I every day saw each other and said, man, that dude's a hack. He sucks. I don't want to talk to him. This wouldn't work. That's true. But this works because it's not like that. Right, right, right. And you don't, don't tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you say behind my back is totally fine. As long as in this room we get along, everything is good. But when GM and coach don't get along, it makes things so much more difficult yeah. to succeed. It just does. Uh, we'll have the listening lunch in just a couple of minutes. Before that, though, I want to make sure that I am telling you about Brightline. Because Brightline is awesome. Because Brightline is surely the easiest way to get to and from in South Florida. Let me ask you, Theo, if you had a chance after a long, 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 long day at work to be able to get on a train, not just any train, but a train that's fast, a train that's quick, a train that shuttles effortlessly between West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami, 
And all the while, you're able to kick your feet up, charge your phone, listen to music, maybe have a drink or two. Wouldn't you take advantage of that? I would have to. Yeah. And that's where Brightline comes in, because all those things I mentioned, all of that is reality with Brightline. It's back and better than ever. New restaurants, station upgrades. The Brightline Plus service gets you to and from the stations. You go car-free, care-free in South Florida. It's also easier than ever. The trains going between Miami, West Palm, and Fort Lauderdale, and groups of four or more now can save 25% on smart fares. Just enter the code All Aboard on the Brightline app or go on GoBrightline.com to get your discount, whether you're riding with family, friends, or colleagues. Plus, Kids under the age of 12 get to ride the Brightline for free with the purchase of an adult ticket. Now, that is, they're just going out of their way at this point. That's Download it. the Brightline app or visit GoBrightline.com. Enjoy the Brightline. It's back and better than ever in 2022. Again, that Brightline app or GoBrightline.com. It is just so damned easy. Thank you, Brightline, for bringing. There are, there are rare moments in this life now, Theo, where sanity, you can have full sanity. Brightline is one of those rare things. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I, I have to He's go to Miami right this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, let me check the the. Let's see how late they can get me back in time because I'm going to Miami and I want I don't want to have to drive back. Theo, I I can attest. Theo, right now is it gobrightline.com? I'm literally right on, on his phone right there, <laughs> looking to see how he can get to Miami and back. The wildest moment in the NFL over the last 48 hours. Did the Dolphins? Are they going to regret? Have they made a mistake getting rid of Brian Flores? And we have the listening lunch on the way. 888-760-3776. Again, the number, 888-760-3776. Oh, and by the way, there's a college football national championship game tonight as well. That came out of nowhere. Talking about being completely overshadowed. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3.